Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In this episode, I wanted to talk about time management and reverse scheduling. So, for a lot of neurodivergent people, particularly ADHDers, time management is really um, can be really challenging. Uh, and that's a lot of times, now me, this, me speaking from the lived experience perspective, a lot of times that's because we're, we get so absorbed, um, hyper-focusing on certain tasks that it can be very easy to lose track of time. Um, and this can go either way. It can be either because we're very hyper-focused on a certain task or because we are in intense burnout. Um, and executive dysfunction, and we have very low energy and are not really checking the time or paying attention to the time or really processing the time because of that. But can, it can also happen when we are hyper-focused because I always try to point out how ADHD is really a difficulty in regulating hyper-focus and executive dysfunction. So this can happen because of either one, but I find that it happens a lot with me when I'm in hyper-focus because... Um, more so than neurotypicals, our hyperfocus can be so intense that we go hours without even checking our phones. Like, I'll go hours without even checking my phone or my clock. Um, so then I'll realize that I had something else that I have scheduled coming up or that I was planning to do. Um, and I'll realize that it's almost time for that task. And uh, this is like, can be really challenging. Like, I've, I've set a I've started setting alarms for myself um, because then I know that it'll be easier for me to uh, not get too hyper-focused and lose track of time. And I remember, oh, I have this coming up. Um, but it's also so I don't get uh, distracted because we can also get distracted. Um, even when we're in hyper-focus, you know, we're doing something and we see something and then it's a distraction and then it can lead to looking at something else and something else and um and then we go down this rabbit hole and we were like way like into like this other paradigm from where we started so this can happen so alarms can be very helpful for that um it's it's interesting for me because uh my autistic side gets can get overwhelmed um and kind of surprised, thrown off by the alarm going off when it goes off, but the ADHD side needs the alarms in order to uh, not get too hyper-focused and forget about time or get distracted and forget about time. Um, and so that just shows that, like, if you make... This is why it's so important to have this, this discussion about neurodiversity in general because it's about understanding that if you make certain accommodations for yourself, uh, when you get to know yourself as a neurodivergent person, know your strengths and struggles, you can make accommodations for yourself and then um, you, you, you end up struggling less because you, you figured out ways that you can best accommodate your brain with certain things. And it's not, that doesn't mean that it works for everyone. Some people still need medication. Some people... Um, you know, everyone needs uh, different approaches and benefits from different approaches, but 
there there is this very stigmatized pathological view of these things in society where we place the burden of disability entirely on the disability itself and what we really need to do is also notice that it comes a lot from how society historically hasn't really focused on accommodating disabled folks or teaching disabled folks to advocate for themselves and create strategies that help them support themselves. Um, it's never really been like that. It's always been about trying to treat and fix the condition or the disability. So, you know, this is one example where this comes up and like here's one thing that I've done that has helped accommodate me instead of making me you know instead of these um you know instead of me just feeling like oh I why can't I do this and just blaming myself and in turn and having other people blame myself and then internalizing a lot of that blame which is unfortunately what used to happen to me in the past. Um, so I'm going to talk about something that can also be really helpful in terms of time management, which is reverse scheduling. Um, so I can have a hard time uh, sometimes when I, if I'm trying to plan something like a, a trip and it involves air travel and um, I'm trying to figure out when to leave the house if I try to think about it um, in in terms of just one task of like, oh, leaving the house in this time and I'm, I'm leaving the, like the plane is taking off at this time, there's so many steps in between those things that it's very hard to just, you know, and a lot of people are able to do this, but a lot of, you know, um, People like myself, um, with brains that work differently, usually it's what's helpful for us is to break it down into uh, subtasks. Uh, so I think of it as like I, I do reverse scheduling, which is basically like take the time that the plane takes off, which is three thirty, and then say it's a domestic flight. I I already know that just from experience that domestic flights, they tend to board 40 minutes before departure. So that means I'm boarding at 2.50. So then, uh, boarding at 2.50, I want to give myself maybe an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to get to the airport and get through security to the gate. So let's let's say an hour. Um, so I want to get to the airport at 1.50. So you notice how I'm working backwards here so I can figure out when I need to leave my house. Now, from my house to the airport, it usually takes about an hour, let's say. So that means leave the house at 12.50 to get to the airport at 1.50. So now, I've you know, by going backwards from boarding time, uh, okay, from departure time, boarding time, security, arrival at airport, departure from the house if there's another step maybe like oh I need to park at the parking lot and it's gonna take 20 minutes to get to the terminal then I would say okay I need to get to the parking lot at 125 and then if it's an hour to the parking lot it's I need to leave the house at 1225 so there can be there can be even more steps you know it's 
just break it down by like every step where you need to be at what time and then go and backwards um I've always benefited a lot from that and you know sometimes my family doesn't always understand how how I like when I think like that but it it makes a lot of sense because then we end up you know we end up we're rarely late if I'm traveling with them because I've developed that strategy over time that's very helpful um to to use in terms of like planning trips when there's several steps involved um because i've noticed you know nothing against my sister but like i've noticed my sister make this hiccup before where she'll she won't like really plan it out by by tasks because she's not used to doing that but then you know it ends up that you know there's a delay at security or something or whatnot she doesn't take into account all the steps like you get stuck with one step and then it can delay the whole the whole process and i've been you know that's happened to me as well it's not to say that that never happens and that i'm absolutely perfect with it um i have you know budgeted less time than i should have and it has resulted in me having to rush to the gate uh in order to make the flight um it happened just recently a few months ago on a trip um but you know most times it it i have me being able to have developed this strategy has really helped um in terms of with time management and so anyways i hope i hope it helps someone else as well that that is listening to this episode um yeah, this is pretty much everything I have to say for this one. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you were able to get something out of it. I know it was a little bit all over the place and that tends to happen a lot. Um, but I'm just slowly becoming more accepting of that because that's just how it is um, with me sometimes. Uh, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next one, uh, episode 108. I have a major guest. Uh, another big advocate um, coming on, someone that I've been following for a long time. Um, it, it, they have a business as well focusing, focused on helping um, autistic people find different careers that are best fit for them and their interests, um, you know, tailored according to their interests and, and needs rather than general molds, which we see. A lot of times um, so I'm really excited to talk to this person who is a late diagnosed autistic person themselves and has created this business um, as well to help other autistics so yeah stay tuned for that episode that should be coming out by the end of this week um, yeah thanks again for listening and see you next time